Hey everyone, this is EYA. It is Thursday, November 14th, 2019. And in this video, I want to take a look at something that I came across this morning and it caused me to think about some of the Bible changes that we're seeing and specifically the changes in our concordance as well as scriptures because we know that the two are related, right? Our Bibles are under satanic assault, and it's not just our Bibles that are changing, but commentaries are changing, the strongest concordance is changing, as well as movies and other books and history and other, other things in this temporal world are literally changing supernaturally. It's absolutely insane. It's called the Mandela Effect. Now, you can call it the Revelations Effect, you can call it the Amos Effect, the Quantum Effect, but at the end of the day, it's totally satanic. Yes, it is. There's nothing to glory about these nefarious, wicked changes that we're seeing, albeit some are funny. But the changes of Scripture are altogether blasphemous. I can't even believe it, but it's obviously happening and I've been covering these changes now for almost three and a half years staggering absolutely staggering every Bible in every language and every translation across the earth are under satanic assault and I primarily cover the changes in the King James Bible but again I definitely show other translations in my videos for the most part. I want to go ahead and begin this video talking about a former Muslim that became born again and was a very famous um, apologist. Now his name is Nabil Qureshi. Some of you might be familiar with him. And he actually passed away from stomach cancer. He lived a short life, but he dedicated himself to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he was an author, a well-known speaker, really quite accomplished in his short life. I encourage you to read his books, New York Times bestsellers, Know God But One and Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. He actually was an accomplished global speaker and held an MD from Eastern Virginia Medical School and an MA in Christian apologetics from Biola University and an MA in religion from Duke University and an MPhil in Judaism and Christianity from Oxford University. So he was raised as a devout Muslim in the United States and he grew up studying Islamic apologetics with his family and engaging Christians in religious discussions. And after one such discussion with a Christian, the two became friends and began a years-long debate on the historical claims of Christianity and Islam. And Nabil chronicled his resulting journey in his first book, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. So this just um, shares a little bit about who he is, and, and it talks about um, Nabil coming to know Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. Really an amazing young man. Why am I sharing this with you? Because if he were alive today, I would want to ask him about some things in scripture and what we see in the strongest concordance so 
as I've shared with you so many times over the course of three and a half years, we see something really strange in the Strong's Concordance. And we know the Strong's Concordance is used to define words in Scripture, right? So, for example, if we take a look at the word God in using the Blue Letter Bible, and we look at the Strong's number H430, which I'm going to click on now, we see how God is being defined. And let me actually go back to this first verse, by the way, because it's been changed. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. It was always heavens, plural. Not one heaven, heavens. Remember? But going back to how they're defining God now, we can see it's been translated H430 in the following manner. God, 2,346 times, small God, judge God, capitalized only one time, goddess, great mighty angels, exceeding God word and godly. Obviously, some new words are being associated with the same Strong's number designated for the God Most High. When we look at the outline of biblical usage, we can see rulers, judges, divine ones, angels, goddess, works or special possessions of God. Yeah. Then we come down to the lexicon, the Hebrew to the lexicon, we see something strange. Do you see God and then in parens we have Arabic? That's right. We see in the Hebrew Chaldea lexicon, we see Arabic language in the lexicon. Why is that? Why do we now see Arabic language in the lexicon defining God? Right? Because we know that the Muslim God is Satan. He's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, like they, the evildoers, would lead you to believe. The God they serve is totally satanic. Do not be deceived, brethren. Do not believe the lie that some are telling, sharing, indoctrinating that Islam serves the same God as Christians or Judaism. It's false. It's a lie of the wicked one. But what we see now throughout the Strong's Concordance, and I've shared this with you so many times, shown you examples over the course of three and a half years, just like I'm doing right now, where Arabic is now in the Strong's Concordance. And you scroll down a little bit, we see German. That's right. Why would we see German in our concordance? And then you see more Arabic writing related to the word God. Doesn't make sense at all. So that's what I wanted to share with you. I wanted to remind you, and of course, as you know, I've done many videos about the Islamic infiltration the foreign word invaders we now have in the scripture using the King James Bible. And it's staggering. It's time to wake up in Jesus' name.
the Bible is being corrupted to prepare the way for the Antichrist. And we are seeing lying signs and wonders. We are warned that this day would happen. Revelation 22, 18 and 19 warned us of this hour and condemned those who had changed the language in Scripture. Remember? Go look it up. Beyond that, there are other Scripture verses that absolutely indicate the hour that we're in right now. We are seeing lying signs and wonders. The exchanging of the truth for the lie. So on my channel, I just quickly want to share this with you. You know, do check out my channel. I actually do have, in fact, let me go back here. If you go to my channel here, oops, sorry about that. If you go to my channel, I actually have created a playlist for Islam, Chrislam, and Bible changes. And so you can just go right here and you can take a look at those videos that I've done that relate to Islam, Chrislam, and Bible changes. And right now I have 14 videos that are posted in here. I don't know if it's um, completely um, exhaustive of all my videos, but I think it shows many of them that relate to the Islamic changes in Scripture. And you need to check these out and see for your own eyes that our Bibles are in fact changing, preparing the way for the one world satanic system. So now I want to share with you what happened this morning. So I was working in design space, Cricut design space. Some of you might know what this is. I have a Cricut maker and I love it. But anyway, I was um, using it to create, um, create something. And it wasn't this, but I decided to go ahead and use this language right here um, for the video. Because Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. He is the Son of God and He is the Word of God. That's right, according to Revelation 19.13. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Praise the Lord. No matter what the evil ones do to our Bibles, no matter how they corrupt it, twist it, pervert it, deny it, the Word of God endures forever. You need to remember that. It's absolutely true. And it's powerful. But like you... There was a time that I believed that the Bible itself was the Word of God. It's not true, friends. The Bible is a book published by man, and it's being supernaturally changed right now to prepare the way for the wicked one. It's time to wake up in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Isn't that amazing? So wonderful. But anyway, I want to get back to why I did this video today. Because it relates to, let me go ahead and show you. It relates to fonts that I'm seeing in design space. And these fonts are actually pulled from my MacBook. So I was trying to look for fonts I wanted to change it to. Okay, so let me just go ahead and show you something. So I was going through here, and you can see these are in English, right? So, for example, Al Nile, single-layer cutting. It says, a quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. And, of course, this sentence is used because it has every letter in the alphabet. Okay, and it shows what the letters will look like in English. Okay, but when I click on it, lo and behold, it turns to Arabic. Isn't that weird? 
So then I went to the next font, and I see it's more Arabic. And then I thought, I don't want the Arabic lettering in my font selection. And why is it, by the way, showing up in English when it's Arabic? Think about it. Okay. So I did some research, and I wanted to find out why I have these Arabic fonts in my um, in my system. And when I went to, and I'm I'm hoping that you guys can see this. Um, well, let me just explain this. I'm, if if I it doesn't show, I'm actually gonna have to slice it in later. But I went to my MacBook to see if I could disable the Arabic fonts in my directory because I I should be able to, but I wasn't. I was unable to disable it. So I did some research and I see this. Um, let me go back here. Sorry about that. So somebody writes in, this is on Stack Exchange, and this was seven months ago. Someone writes, according, okay, it says, according to FontBook, I have 260 fonts installed on my system. Many of them are four languages, which do not affect me. Three such fonts are Alban, Al-Nile, and Al-Turek, Arabic fonts, which I do not read. And by the way, there are more than three in my MacBook. And this person said, I tried to disable some fonts, but I get the message. The selected fonts cannot be disabled. The current selection contains protected fonts, which cannot be disabled. Please unselect these fonts and try again. And I get the same type of message, but only on those Arabic fonts. I can go ahead and delete other fonts, but just not the Arabic ones. The person goes on to say, I understand that I can probably delete them. Why can't I disable them? Is there a potential problem if I delete them or move them to an archived folder? And the response is the fonts you were trying to disable are used by the system and hence are protected. You could still try to delete those fonts, but I would not advise that. Why is that? Why are they used by the system? Why is Arabic language part of the MacBook system? Why aren't, why only Arabic? Why not Russian or Spanish, French, German? Why Arabic? The person says, I suggest you start over and try deleting one font at a time. And if, you've, if the font you try to disable is dimmed out, then it is a system font. Use the disable button. It doesn't work, by the way. I already checked it out. It does not work. So, then this person is saying to visit font management in Mac OS for detailed information, instructions about this and other font management tasks. They're saying that you actually need to go in and, um, well, let's go here, right here. So if I go to font management in, in Mac OS, it pulls up this website here that talks about removing fonts, amongst other things. Required fonts, enabling and disabling system integrity protection, known issues with disabled fonts, and so forth. Well, it's a very strange thing that these Arabic fonts are embedded into the MacBook, and I can't remove them. I can't even disable them. Why is that? 
I really want to know because I don't think that there's a really good answer why Arabic fonts are in my MacBook and I can't disable them. And according to what I read to you, it's part of the system, kind of like the system that we see in the Strong's Concordance where Arabic language is now defining what the Bible says, why we see now Islamic language embedded into scripture. We have Islamic names in scripture. I did a video a while ago talking about the 15 longest gibberish names found in scripture. They all sound Islamic. They're multi-syllabic words. There's doctrinal changes in scripture that are Islamic sounding. It's absolutely crazy what we're seeing. But I want to get back to the issues of the fonts now in my MacBook. I want to show you the fonts that I have on my MacBook. And you can see I have many of them. Many of I've imported manually. And there's some that actually come with my computer. So I'm going to go to all fonts right now. And I'm going to show you a few things here as an example. So this first font is called Acrobat. Acrobat. Now, I don't know if this is one that I actually uploaded to the system or if it came with my MacBook, but if I go to Deselect, which is this check in the top left on the, on the menu bar, it says Disable Selected Fonts. Okay, if I click on that, it gives me a message. Are you sure you want to disable the selected fonts? Right? And then I can click Disable. I don't want to disable it because I want to use it. If I go to the next font, it says al Bayan. Okay, if I click on it, you can see it's Arabic writing. The Disable Selection Font tool has been disabled. I can't even remove it if I wanted to. The next one is al Nile. It's Arabic again, and I can't disable it. The same with the third one, al Tariq. Almonds, I can disable. If I click on it, are you sure you want to disable the selected fonts? I'm going to cancel that one. If I can continue on, you can see for all the other fonts, I can disable them if I want to. Actually, what's interesting, the American typewriter, I cannot, probably because it's included in the system. But I can go ahead and remove all these other ones I'm clicking on right here. And you can see I have a lot of fonts in my computer. But I want to show you all those fonts that are Arabic. So you can see all the fonts that are listed on the left are Arabic. And I cannot remove any of them. Arial is not Arabic. I don't know why it's in this list. Let me go to Baghdad, Beirut, Damascus, this one, this one, this one, this one. This one, this one, I have several Arabic fonts on my MacBook, and I cannot remove any of them. The question is, why are these Arabic fonts required in my MacBook?
why don't I have German or Spanish or French? And I can go on and on, but why Arabic? And why are Arabic words embedded into the Strong's Concordance? And worse, why do we have Islamic language embedded into the King James Bible now? That's a question to be asked, friends. I think there's a correlation. Is it a Mandela effect? I don't know. But I think there's a correlation. And I want to hear from you and I want to know what you think about this. Why can I disable Arabic fonts from my MacBook? And why is this? If you are a programmer, if you have insight as to why Apple is not allowing the user to disable, not just delete, but disable the Arabic fonts, I want to hear from you. If you have answers as to why Arabic fonts are embedded into the MacBook, I want to hear from you. I don't have all the answers. No one does. No one person has all the answers. But I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I have often said that the Bible changes appear to be written by boy, okay, or boys. Non-native English speakers, because we see grammar errors and spelling errors, nonsense verses, littered throughout the King James Bible now. It's absolutely blasphemous and obvious, evident that the Bible is under attack. And there's definitely Islamic language that's infiltrated scripture. And I can't help but think that are they using the fonts to go ahead and change online information with a point and click. Does that make sense? Are they using the ability to change and manipulate language through changing the fonts? Right? Is this why we can't disable it? Because the language can easily be manipulated into... Arabic with a simple point and click. Likewise, a Arabic-speaking person go ahead and write a sentence and then translate it using one of the font changes. Right? Change it back to English. Is this is how the artificial intelligence, the quantum computers, the wicked ones, the black magic that's being employed, is this one of the ways that they're doing it? I don't have the answers, but I find it really interesting and thought-provoking. And I certainly would like to know your thoughts about it, because I think it's significant. There's a tie here. I just feel it in my gut. And I want to know from you what you think about it. And that's really what I wanted to share with you, brethren. I do encourage you to check out these videos about the invasion of Islam in the King James Bible, and of course it's across every translation of Scripture in every language. It's horrendous.
It's shocking. We're in the end. And it's time for you to get right with Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the Word of God. Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Ask Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried, and three days later he was resurrected. Confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you will be born again. I encourage you to pursue Jesus Christ first and foremost, to seek his kingdom and his righteousness above all. For he is the one true God. Praise the Lord. And we are seeing Bible prophecy unfold so quickly right now. It's astounding. What's even more astounding to me, brethren, is that the church remains woefully asleep, woefully ignorant. The Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Oh, but now that Bible verse now says my people are destroyed. Did you know that? It was always perish. We were warned in the end there would be a great falling away. And this is what we're seeing right now. As people exchange the truth for the lie. It's time to wake up in Jesus' name. Be strong and courageous, brothers and sisters. Do not fear or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Until next time.